What's a Richard Potato? He's my favorite dictator. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, Captain America's Civil War is finally here. <sighs> finally. Finally. Some Star Wars games impress us. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. right now. We're going to talk about those new Power Rangers outfits for sure. And a little mm-hmm. more. Yeah, so this week obviously is dominated by uh, Civil War. Uh, it's it's hard to get any more news out when you have like this dominating uh, release, you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, so, like, no matter what you do, no matter what people put out, the um, reviews and the like, the rumors and like the speculation for Civil War, like even like what the box office is gonna do, like overpowers everything else. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm mean, even just as we sit here, like I'm looking at my my normal news site, and uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the seven articles are uh, Civil War related. So there we go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's 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 a it's a good problem to have uh, for Marvel. They're just dominating the news cycle. But um I I've I've been starting to see some uh, set images from other movies pop out in the last 2 weeks. So I think we'll have some new trailers popping up here soon. I've been feeling a lot of studios are just like let's wait until Civil War gets out and then and then once that dies down a little bit, we'll we'll start dropping new stuff. Yeah, uh I, honestly, I mean I'm 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 even kind of like looking at I'm like, well, I kind of had a add some of this in there because I, I don't know like what else we could do. Um, like it's, it was, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel is what I'm saying for news this week, and, <laughs> but that's okay because you know, knowing us, we can stretch anything out into a full show because that's what we do. Um, mm. and you know, honestly, I think, uh, I mean, I'm even more excited for our civil war spoiler cast because I, uh, I just, I have so much to say about that movie and, and I feel like I, I don't want to say it here. Uh, but oh man, I don't even know. I don't even yeah, know. Well, well, before we even launch into uh, Civil War, which is going to be a, a good chunk of our uh, recording session today, uh, you had a chance to go to Free Comic Book Day yesterday, which unfortunately I didn't. So I want to know what I missed. So Free Comic Book Day, as as if anyone knows or doesn't know, um, it's a day of the year where. Um, comic book stores get these free comic books from publishers now it's not where you go in and just pick a book off the shelf and that's your free comic book right uh-uh. uh, it's you they have these specifically free comic book day prints and the title is a little confusing about that but that's okay it's it's really cool so most comic book stores have like really really good discounts and deals on everything else in their stores kind of like their black friday is what I would uh-huh. liken it to. And um, I was able to get there. Uh, my store opened at 8 in the morning, but I actually worked it with the store from like 7.30 to like noon, noon 30. Maybe even 1. I don't know. I lost track of time. It was so cool. Um, we had a bunch of uh, cosplayers show up. Um, like really nice. good ones too. But we took them down to the the like the main intersection where the road is and like had them stand there with like a sign and shaking the sign. Kind of like, you know, the cash for gold people do. <laughs> and so we had like a guy in a Joker outfit doing that, and it was really really fun. And like they had Batman, and um, I guess Martian Man Girl, Martian Girl Hunter, I guess is what her <laughs> I don't I don't know how that worked. Uh, that um, you know, a Black Widow, a, a, a Black Cat, you know, various stuff, and it was really cool. I had a really good time. I actually bought some books, um, for those who are interested in what we do read and and what I what I, comic books I do like. I bought East of West. I've I've actually been seeing that as a recommended book pop up uh, quite a lot on Amazon compared to you know what else I buy. So it, it looks like it's good. The the covers seem pretty engaging, I, at least from what I've seen pop up on Amazon. So I did buy all four volumes, um, but I have read them already, and I I've got to say mm. I really like it for those not looking for superhero stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's very self contained. Like in the stories, really good. Uh, so much to the fact one of the more recent books only had like maybe five lines of dialogue. The whole thing's a big action scene. And, wow. and it's done really, really well. It's, it's really awesome. So if anyone's interested in East of West, all image trades, the first volume, are only $10. So That's a good deal. That's uh, a good deal. It's a good way to get you hooked. 
That's a good way mm-hmm. to get you hooked. The other volumes are only 15, so I didn't feel too bad buying those either. Uh, especially with, <laughs> I think there was like 30% discount. So uh, it, it was a really good deal. So if anyone else got the free comic book day, picked up titles. I know Marvel had their secret or Civil War 2, like a lead in there. Um, I saw some Doctor Who comics, some Sonic the Hedgehog comics. If you're interested, they always have those. Um, a lot of comic book stores may still have extras left, so go feel free to go pick them up and, and see see what they have. So that's, mm-hmm. that would be my recommendation for Free Comic Book Day, which also falls on the same day as a Kentucky Derby, which is also run in Louisville, where I'm located. So uh, <laughs> it, it was definitely a huge day here uh, for everyone, whether you're nerdy or not. So Man, it sounds like it. Yeah, oh, and also at Free Comic Book Day, I, I found out um, we have another listener, Jason. going to give a shout-out to Jason. Uh, he, he talked to me there at the comic book store, listens to our show. Uh, thanks for listening, Jason. I We appreciate it. More, more than, more so than I could, I could ever let you know. <laughs> it's good to have a good listener uh, and uh, someone who found out about us through the comic book store. So, yeah, thank you, Jason. Thank you to the comic book store. I love, I love comic book stores. I don't get a chance to go into them enough. And just uh, at the core of my being, I'm just kind of a cheap person, and I, and I just, and I don't whip out my wallet a lot. But I, I always try to like buy something when I go into a comic book store, even if I really don't need it, just because I love going in there. You know, you're, you like literally the walls are surrounded by like nerdy things. The people like behind the counter are typically more nerdy than you'll ever be, even if you think you're the nerdiest person ever. And it's just, it's, it's a really nice, uh, it's just a really nice atmosphere. You're, you don't really come across a lot of like, um, a lot of people that don't enjoy their job when they're working at a comic book store, you know, even if they're just like a part-timer. So yeah, I just, I just love the feeling when you go into, when you go into one of those little shops and I'm going to have to go into one soon, man, I'm so mad I missed, uh, missed yesterday, but oh well, the comic books aren't disappearing, so I'm not too worried. Yeah. And a lot of those really, I guess my, 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 my biggest complaint about free comic day be a lot of those books are inconsequential. Um, mm-hmm. Like they don't, yeah, usually they don't. They don't. If you don't get it, you're not missing out on a whole lot. But I, I like to go again. The deals, the deals that day yeah. are just through the roof. So yeah, and I think almost every comic book store I've been to on Free Comic Book Day, they have some sort of like mystery grab bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's usually just like a collection of like ten random comics. So it, usually, like you're not gonna ever get around to reading all of them because, but it's just funny to see the weird, bizarre comics that you would never buy on your own. But now you own like these like weird one offs of like Star Trek and like He Man or something. And then sometimes it's kind of fun just to flip through the pages and. I went to uh, Meltdown Comics in Hollywood uh, for one uh, free comic book day, which was really crazy because that's a really, really well-known comic book store out here. And they even had uh, somebody uh, draw on the brown paper bags that they put the mystery bags in. So I still have an illustration of, uh, of uh, I think, a Speedy uh, from the DC Universe on a bag that's really cool. So, yeah, just the people at your local comic book store are creative and they love what they do. So, yeah, if, if you didn't get a chance to go out yesterday – Go out, go out next weekend. Have some fun. Yeah, go check it out. So yeah, I mean that's a great. It's a great to have free comic book day on the same weekend as Captain America: Civil War, which will get us right Man. into our news here. Yeah, that's some synergy right there. Yeah, we we try our hardest. Um, so Captain America: Civil War, you know we've seen it. Uh, oh yeah, several times actually. Uh, this is something we both got to see multiple times before we do our spoiler cast. Um, mm-hmm. So. Initial impressions, Mike, just just barring, you know, everything else, do you give the movie a thumbs up, a thumbs down, or how what what's your what what is your um, definitive impression without giving away too much of the film. Okay. Well, well, bef- yeah, before before uh, anybody freaks out, this is a spoiler-free. There will be no spoilers in this uh, episode 69 of Superhero Slate. We save all of that for the spoiler cast. So if you've seen the movie, which I hope you have, uh, go check out that spoiler cast uh, after this. But, yeah, when it comes to Civil War, so I, I saw it twice. Uh, so the, the first time wasn't the best theater going experience. I'll talk about that more in the spoiler cast. So combining both of my showings together, uh, I have to say, I really, 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 really liked this movie. And I think that's the best way I can kind of put it. Like I really, I really wanted to love it. 
Like I wanted to love it as much as I really loved uh, Winter Soldier. And they're both movies are made with very similar DNA. You know, they got the same director, nearly the same cast, with only adding extra goodies to it, which is awesome. So like, there's definitely nothing nothing wrong with this movie. So it's weird. It 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 sounds like I didn't like the movie just the way I'm I'm coming at it. But it's just it's just I I this is in the top top like four for sure for me. But I, I when it comes to the Russo brothers, I thought that they did just just a little better with Winter Soldier. So that's that's only saying praises for this movie, Civil War. So um, I know a lot of people out there are like putting this on, on the top shelf, their number one spot, super highly regarded. And I want to know what you think about it. Um, so yeah, I, I think it didn't quite live up to the hype in my mind, but it's still an excellent, excellent high quality movie. So I guess this is my point, my time to, to chime in here. And I've, I've kind of <laughs> left my, my review. I haven't even written my review yet because I wanted to see it multiple times. And I've got to let mm-hmm. it sink in because this is one of those movies that actually met slash exceeded my hype levels for, oh, for the movie. Okay. Um, and the problem is, like, the only way I can review it and, and be, you know, very subjective is I have to nitpick. Like, you honestly, <laughs> like, in the spoiler cast, I'm, I'm going to have to nitpick things to find things I did not like or, or were problems. And mm-hmm. um, the 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 best way to see it, I'm going to tell you right now, is IMAX um, because I watched it non-IMAX the second time. And mm-hmm. I lost so much. You lose so much screen. Like, it's you notice it. Like, it, mm-hmm. it chops so much off. And I, I think it's a great indie note for Captain America. It's trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is one of the, the the very very rare cases where the third movie in the franchise actually is just as good, if not better, than the other ones involved. So mm-hmm. it's been a straight line up. And uh, honestly, I would compare this to maybe being even my Empire Strikes Back of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh yeah, and they, <laughs> they found a way to put a little reference to that in this movie too. That that is but... true. That is very unrelated to that, but. <laughs> it, it is it would be my empire of of the cinematic universe and and yeah. if you want full details on why that is so check out our spoiler cast yeah so i i think i think it was pretty obvious uh that people were gonna find out that we enjoyed this movie so i mean if i didn't like it i wouldn't have saw it a second time uh so yeah i had i had a great time when i was in the theater um, you definitely get different experiences uh, depending on the crowd that you're surrounded by. I talked to a friend of the show, uh, Quentin Parker, on Friday about his theater-going experience, and he was lucky enough to go see it at the T- TCL Chinese Theater uh, downtown in Hollywood. And uh, he, he, that's a great theater to begin with, and he said he was surrounded by like a core group of really big fans that were really cheering at the right parts. So... Um, so yeah, I, I I was jealous of him uh, for sure, but uh, yeah, this was just a this was just a great movie. Uh, it, it's really hard to 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 go any more into that without really talking about specifics. So uh, I guess people just uh, tune in and uh, stay tuned for the spoiler cast that you should be able to listen to uh, right after this. Yes, and if you haven't seen it, please do immediately because this isn't <laughs> something you want ruined for you. Uh, so yeah, definitely definitely check it out as soon as you can. And on that note, let's let's run by some box office numbers. Uh, even though it's currently Sunday and people are still going to the movie, the estimated uh, domestic total right now is $181 million, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. To put that in perspective, Winter Soldier made $95 million. Gotcha. Um, so it's doing, um, I guess, uh, a lot better. It's the number five uh, opening of all time. And mm-hmm. um, it's only behind other superhero movies, both Avengers films. So. So is it number five of all time just right now, or is that slated to possibly go up by the end of the day? I'm not, I'm not too sure how those numbers get reported. I, I don't know. I don't know where they consider like the day. And it's an estimate. This is, I mean, it can be adjusted at the end of in, by tomorrow or Tuesday. Um, mm-hmm. But the estimated intake is 181 million worldwide. It is currently sitting at almost 700 million. Man, that worldwide gross is is impressive. Um. Yep. And I. I Honestly, I mean, I, I, I don't, I hate doing this, but if we got to look at, you know, where Batman v Superman says, I don't think it made a billion dollars. Um, mm. And we are only, on the, on the first weekend, we are 300 million away from making a billion dollars. 
Yeah, well, it's like, you know, you know what? I, I know that you said you don't think people should necessarily compare Civil War to a Batman versus Superman. But once you kind of see both movies, there are kind of underlying themes that both movies really run on. Um, and they're very similar. And, you know, you got you got heroes fighting each other. You got, you know, civilians worried about the heroes. So people are inevitably going to compare these two, especially when they almost came out on like in the same like within a week of each other, almost on the same weekend at one point in time. So uh, I think we're going to get into that a little bit uh, on the spoiler cast, but uh, those box office numbers don't lie. They, People liked the movie. They don't lie, and I can, I'm only excited to see what uh, if it breaks any other records along the way. So mm-hmm. uh, knock on wood. Um, as for uh, Civil War, um, I have a note here about fun stories, but I'm going to say this for the spoiler cast. Honestly, uh, I had two drinks before I went into this show, so uh, I w- I, I've got to talk to, talk a little bit about that, and then and your non-optimal going experience. So uh, again, that's our plug to stay tuned for the superhero slate spoiler cast for Captain America: Civil War. Yeah. So yeah, it's the whole reason why we have to separate this into a whole whole different episode. We got too much to talk about. It's <laughs> so true. It's it's awesome. A great, awesome thing. Love it. However, let's focus on the future a little bit here and talk about Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. uh, the Russo brothers' next movies. So this was a big, exciting bit of news this week for both of us that Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and Avengers Infinity War Part 2 will be getting renamed. Yes, and I, I think I even brought this up a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the Infinity War, is I was really hoping, I was like, I hope they rename these movies, because I'm, I'm not a big fan of uh, Part 1 and Part 2, it's just, it's not a very sexy name, and I think it deserves a little bit more love, so I'm I'm looking forward to see what they're going to name these. Yeah, so a, a couple things is, uh, uh, one of uh, our listeners and, and one of my friends, Brian uh, Smith, the comic UI, mentioned, you know, what if it's, one of them's Avengers Infinity and the other one's Avengers War? Like just split them up, like down the middle. Be- yeah, maybe. <laughs> because mostly the, the reason that comes from Infinity is a series uh, from Marvel that involved Thanos coming to Earth and trying to take it over, mm-hmm. and then Avengers War would be you know showing. I mean, it's a little close to Civil War, but I mean, I could see it working in in the long run. But I, I trust Marvel. I trust the Russo brothers. Um, we've not seen them really stick to numbers on movies in Marvel, other than Iron Man and possibly. Guardians of the Galaxy, which I, I think they're going to mm-hmm. stick with the Volume 2 uh, title. Um, mm-hmm. So that's... Um, I don't know what else they could come up with. Uh, simply because, again, after watching this movie, it's not a direct adaptation of the comic book it's named after. It's more of a, an homage to that. So, if you, get what, if you get what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, I totally get it. Uh, obviously, we, we, we see with uh, Civil War and these other movies that they... they they can't do exactly what they do in the comic books. Uh, so I'm curious how, what they're going to name them. I'm excited because um, – uh, so is it going to be like Avengers colon Infinity War colon something else? Or is it going to be just uh, like – I really like the name Infinity War. So I wonder what they're going to end up doing there. Uh Man, only uh, people as nerdy as us will get so uh, concerned about the subtitle of a movie, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, don't blame you. I mean, I think Avengers Infinity War, you know, I don't know, The Fall of Earth, it's a little long, a little long-winded. Um, mm-hmm. But I could see Avengers Infinity War being the top and then they just calling them by their subtitles. Like, Captain America, we don't say Captain America Civil War, we just say Civil War. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, but again, one of them could be Infinity War and the other one could be, you know... I don't know whatever, whatever else they want to come up with. It's really hard for me to think because we don't know the story and and how that yeah. kind of falls along. But again, I think that helps distinguish that these films are separate. They're not one movie split into two parts, but these are each individual standalone films that kind of bookend Phase Three uh, slash the first chapter. I think of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a big way. Uh huh. Because I mean it's Thanos, right? Like we've been waiting on Thanos since Avengers One, so so I'm glad to glad to see that that coming our way. Yeah, we'll see. Have to see how big of a part he plays either in part one or part two of these movies. I'm excited for Infinity War. I don't know who couldn't be, but uh, yeah, I'm waiting for those new titles. Will be pretty sweet. Yes. Also, uh, the the films start filming this November, so mm-hmm. uh, by this time next year we might have titles, Mike. That's that's Ooh. that's that's tricky to think about, and they, who, they we don't know if they'll be at San Diego Comic Con. So when will we hear about these? I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe it'll be a nice Christmas present. Oh. We'll just have to 
Ra- we'll have to hope. Wrap it up and send it to us on a bow. Maybe we'll get. Maybe that's how Kevin Feige like unveils things. He sends Christmas cards, and like that's on the Christmas cards. Like, oh yeah, P.S. Avengers: Infinity War will be this. Like it's just I mean, on uh, his Christmas card. <laughs> Kevin Feige can pretty much do anything he wants at this point in time. He uh, he's a money print machine. Yeah, it's true. And and also Kevin Feige, with every new movie comes out, he he gets a little more verbal than he usually does. And this week he talked a little bit about a Black Widow movie. Um, yeah, this was kind of talked about earlier in the process. I want to say like back in phase one, maybe, and we haven't heard anything. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people are claiming for a uh, Black Widow solo film, and uh, mm-hmm. Feige confirmed that they are committed to making a solo film for Black Widow, but probably not till phase four. And that's that's my my bit there because phase three is kind of already booked up. I don't know how they yeah. can add any more movies in there and, and not kind of, you know, yeah. blow it out. That's what I was thinking, too. And uh, a lot more people are going to be talking about um, Phase 4 in the future now just because that's going to be kind of this uncharted territory for Marvel uh, once they get these uh, event, these big blockbuster Avengers movies wrapped up. You know, uh, you know like, oh, we, we can probably do like a... Uh, second standalone Spider-Man movie. Maybe we'll get lucky enough to get the Fantastic Four. You know, we can trot out those characters. Be like, okay, now we can do this uh, Black Widow movie since we have some time. I mean, man, Black Widow really kicked some ass in Civil War. They did some amazing fight choreography with her. She she didn't really fight like a woman. She just fought like a human that was really good at fighting. She fought like a spy. A lot of times when I was watching her, especially uh, near the beginning of the movie, it, I, I felt like I was almost watching like a female like kind of Jason Bourne type movie where she was just like kicking ass and like taking names. And I was like, I could see a standalone Black Widow movie now that I've seen her in Civil War very easy. You know, if she was just doing some really uh, gritty spy work, you know, maybe not even a whole lot of superhero stuff going down in there. I think that would be really, really cool. So I think a Black Widow standalone movie could definitely work. Uh, I don't know what my opinion would have been a week ago, but after seeing Civil War, she really killed it. Yeah, I agree. And and I think one of the things Marvel's going towards in this phase three is that a lot of these movies may be like solo titled, but they're not solo films. And that's something mm-hmm. that's really becoming really strong. Like, you know, an, an Iron Man movie by himself, yeah, that was good, but like if you keep doing it, it kind of gets boring. And they've like even Captain America, you know, we had almost almost an Avengers movie um, mm-hmm. out of Captain America. Thor Ragnarok shows, sees the Hulk um, and, and so on and so forth. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean, so it might be called Black Widow, but I would like to see what other characters she brings into her fray and into that mm-hmm. spy world and maybe delve back into her Russian roots a little bit. Uh, we saw a little bit in Agent Carter. So maybe see see that maybe come back to haunt her a little bit. And that'd be really, yeah, that'd be really cool. I mean, Nick Fury has to pop back up sooner or later, So, um, but maybe if he doesn't uh, be seen in the Infinity War movies, maybe he'll pop up and help Black Widow. But either way, she was kicking ass and taking names, and I want to see more of that. Yeah, totally. Totally on board with that. A lot of people are—and I just want to add one more thing for this. Um, I was talking to someone the other day um, at work, I believe, or work somewhere, and their son, her, his favorite character is Black Widow. Uh, yeah, that's and, awesome. And he's really disappointed. There's not enough Black Widow toys for him to go collect at the Marvel, like in the Marvel toy aisle. And okay, since you were talking about toys, I was like, okay, so Black Widow's his favorite hero, and he's not 14, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if no, he's 14. He might like it for a different reasons. No, under under 10, under the age of 10. Okay. I think maybe even like you know, like six to seven range. Um, mm-hmm. And that comes from the Avengers Assemble TV show. In the movies, and um, he just wants to get some some Black Widow figures to go fight along with his other ones. They just don't make yeah. them. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, make them. That's a like you know normally hear about little girls being sad about stuff like that, and but like this is a whole different perspective. Like you know maybe I mean if we remove the gender bias and, and what we think is is right, like that's just really awesome. Like the Black Widow transcends you know being like a, a, I guess a role model for little girls, but being a role model for little children as a whole. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Blue, but, blue uh, on, but yeah, but on the real, Black Widow's kind of a super secret spy. Maybe that shouldn't be a role model for anybody because I think she's killed people before. But we don't have to talk about that in the well, movies. You, <laughs> you and I remember Budapest very differently, so that's all we remember about that. That brings us to our next point. The next female superhero role model that Marvel will probably bring to the fray is Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And the biggest rumor this week we've talked about they the the report was. They they are eyeballing a uh, director and an actress 
and that they have the same name. The newest report uh-huh. is that uh, director Emily Carmichael is to direct uh-huh. this movie. Um, she had an Instagram photo, I think, go up yesterday, two days ago, where she said going to talk to Marvel, but then she changed the caption um, oh. to something else. And she has been um, the writer for Captain Marvel recently followed her on Twitter within like 24 hours of that same like post. Uh, I, I think that's pretty telling. That's- I mean, I... <laughs> I know it's kind of like silly, like internet sleuthing, but like I don't know that. I mean, that's pretty. That's like smoking gun to me. Yeah, and then um, lastly, that that brings our next point. The the most rumored actress to play Captain Marvel is Emily Blunt. They both mm-hmm. have Emily as their names. Sounds like a uh, match to me. Yeah, I think that works. I mean, Emily Blunt was uh, she was pretty amazing in uh, Edge of Tomorrow. She's she's definitely a a badass if if that was a way that you wanted to uh say uh so i think this this duo might work out pretty well um little little known uh, fact emily blunt was up for the role of uh black widow uh in the early talks of marvel but she turned it down and leading scarlett johansson to be the role so um i think yeah i would i would imagine she turned it yeah i would imagine she turned it down because probably back then marvel was a little uh untested she was just like why do i want to crop up in an iron man movie i'm gonna go do all these other things and make my uh, career legitimate but now everybody in hollywood is just like oh how much did uh civil war make (laughs) how much money did that movie make some of of that marvel money as you as you like to put it getting getting Uh some of that marvel green um yeah so a little bit about emily carmichael again she's a relatively unknown but she's written essay award-winning essays she's had scripts option for films like she is like very talented very creative she did a penny arcade uh, animated series back in like 2011 uh she's in charge of that i love i love me some penny arcade and that's that's some nerd cred too if she was uh involved with that i'm sure she had to know a little bit yeah, and then she she's done some award-winning short films as well. So she's got I think this is one of those things where Marvel takes these indie directors and kind of says, you know, we have a great support system in place for, you know, people who to direct the action scenes and help you write help the writers and, you know, we can handle all the big stuff and let you focus on doing what you do best. Like yeah, making I mean, this movie. Yeah, she is she she is pretty unknown and you know just browsing through some of her credits it looks like she was even an animator at one at one point in time which is really really awesome uh really speaks to my heart a little bit so yeah I love it when Marvel kind of they have like this keen eye they're just like the way to make good movies is not to get the best director. Like we don't, we're we don't care if we can get Steven Spielberg to do an Avengers movie. We want to find that that diamond in the rough, somebody that that's going to be up and coming and can really grow here at Marvel Studios. So so far they have not they have not let us down with these uh, kind of more obscure picks. So yeah, I, I'm excited to see what Emily Blunt might look like as uh, Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel has had so many different looks over the years, like short hair, long hair, blonde hair, different costumes. Like I want to see how that culminates together on screen and whatever it's going to be. It's, I'm sure it's going to look badass. Yeah, I can't wait for the casting announcement to come out later this summer, which we will, of course, be reporting here on the Superhero Slate show. Oh, you know it. So that kind of brings me uh, again to our next point. Great, great segue here in that Doctor Strange has cast, I guess, cast hired an an Oscar winning composer to do his music in the form of Michael, uh, I think it's Giacchino. Giacchino? I don't know. Either way, he did Inside Out, The Incredibles, Jurassic World. This guy has got a long history of, of you know, um, I guess musical scores that people know and love, and I think he's a great addition to Doctor Strange. And we and we may not know him as regular moviegoers off the top of our fair heads, but it's great to have somebody in there who knows what he's doing and will probably get us um, a very magical wink wink uh, <laughs> score for the film. Yeah, I, I, I finally got to see the Doctor Strange trailer on the big screen uh, in front of Civil War. And man, those trippy, like, um, Inception-esque effects look even more impressive on the big screen. And I can only imagine just a stellar score going with that. And it, it's going to be a, a really, really good November. It's going to be a good winter this year. So if, you, if you're not one that likes snow that much, at least you got, uh, you got a, another Marvel movie to look forward to. And you got also Star Wars to look forward to. Yeah. But um, 
it, it's weird because I feel like Doctor Strange is like, oh man, that's just a few months away. We're gonna have that soon. But uh, when I when I was walking in the Civil War, I realized, man, the last time I saw a brand new Marvel movie was close to a year ago with uh, with Ant Man. So we have these super long stretch stretches, very very um, increasingly shrinking. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. So it, it's a good problem. <laughs> yeah, we have six months till the next one, which is crazy to think of. And again, back to the the news here. Um, the the guy who's doing the music. He's done. He did the start the first two Star Trek films, the the Abram mm-hmm. one. He did Super Eight, Ratatouille, Mission Impossible Three. He, he's worked with J.J. Abrams a lot, and that might have been his his call in through Disney. So I'm I'm really really excited to see, or I guess listen to how he makes these trippy visuals, and and maybe he gives us some different music, a little I guess quote unquote trippier music, um, but not quite so much dubstep <laughs> as as we might quickly associate with it i don't know it's just one of those things like you don't think about a lot but i've really been listening to the um the this civil war soundtrack myself and i really enjoy it and and how i believe i forget the the name of of the guy who's involved uh in it i forget his name i feel bad it's like jack i want to say hugh jackman there's henry jackman there it is henry jackman (laughs) not hugh jackman even though hugh jackman could probably do it um but I really like the soundtrack for the Marvel films. I just I just really like listening to them on my on my own and on my drives back to and from work sometimes. All right, well bring it on, Michael G. We're looking forward to Michael it. Michael G. That's a great that's a great way to call him that. Thank you for doing that's it. how you that's how you get around it, man. That's how you get around pronouncing that Italian last name. You got me. You got me. Thank you. All right, so <laughs> we got three bits of Star Wars news, Mike. Do you want to hear some Star Wars news? Ooh. Yeah, let's see what we got. Okay, first off, and in, in generic Star Wars, there's a video game announcement, and there's a Star Wars video game coming from Respawn Entertainment, who is in charge mm-hmm. of the movie or the video game Titanfall on on Xbox One and I believe PC as well. Um, mm-hmm. Titanfall was really one of those, it's a good first generation game, really really good one to play. I didn't play full price for it, I think, but I really like playing it. Uh, I don't know what the game looks like, but if Respawn is making it, that means it's probably going to be a higher class title, not like a mobile game. <laughs> so um, as, as quickly as Star Wars Battlefront faded from our memory, um, which is sad because it's a fun game, it's just replay's not that good, I'm really excited to see maybe what Respawn um, can do with it, which also brings us to the note that uh, Stig Asmussen... As Muslim Stig A, as Mike would, would tell me to say, mm-hmm. um, he was the god of he's the director of the God of War games is in charge of this game. Well, it, it sounds like uh, Lego and um, uh, Disney have a uh, pretty full pocketbooks to uh, hire good video game people. So well, I, I've been well, out, I don't know where you got, I don't know where you got Lego from that, but okay. Oh, I th- oh, guess because our because our uh, <laughs> next bit of news is mixed in with Lego. I'm confused. Anyway, I, I've been so I've been out of the video game game as one would say for for a while now but man if a if a really enticing star wars game could bring me back in i'd be excited yeah well this is all a big ploy really to get you to buy a new generation console as uh <laughs> as you may may frequently see via via text messages either way i like seeing star wars video games um just for mm-hmm. a, a little plug here uh for xbox one owners the previous star wars force awakens one and two are now both backwards compatible on the xbox one so nice, feel free to nice. play those and um, I just like Star Wars games, and I want to see a, I want to see Marvel's games on consoles. Like that's really, I want a good AAA Marvel game on console, and I don't think we're gonna get one. But so I gotta kind of live that through Star Wars right now. Yeah. Which does bring us to Mike's point that he wasn't paying attention about a minute ago. <laughs> Lego Star Wars. Um, yeah, Legos. The Force, I like Legos, man. The Force Awakens. We've talked about this before. They got a new Star Wars Day trailer. Star Wars Day was last week. Uh, May the mm-hmm. 4th be with you, right? Am I right? Oh, you're right. I'm you're right. so right. I'm always right. Um, this this trailer kind of <laughs> <laughs> breaks down a little bit what this game's going to be about. It's not just a retelling of the movie, which I thought it would be, which really was like didn't have me excited. However, there are tons of new stories being told in this game, and they're all canon. They are all in the Star Wars universe now, such uh-huh. as how Poe Dameron rescued Admiral Akbar. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Um, you can hunt Wrath Tars with Han and Chewie. So how did they nice. get those Wrath Tars? And again, C-3PO's red arm that we learned about in the comic a few weeks ago will be told in a Lego form. 
I mean, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, they're putting a lot of stock in a Lego game that uh, people are going to want to find these stories from uh, a source, you know, that's not as as uh, quick to get to as just a click, clicking play on a movie or something like that. So they're like, hey, people will put in the effort to, to see more of these stories, you know, because... Uh, uh, like with C-3PO's red arm, some people probably didn't even really uh, connect one and two when they went to see Force Awakens. Like, oh, he has a different colored arm. Oh, I don't care about that. But some people out there really do. So I guess this video game will hold true. Yeah. So I, I guess the point is like I Lego Star Wars is essentially the first Lego property games that kicked off the whole thing that got us, you know, some really good ones like Lego Marvel, but also some really bad ones like Lego Indiana Jones mm-hmm. that we really need. Sorry, Super fan Jim, if you really like Lego Indiana Jones, um, but <laughs> but the, the point is here. I think um, the variety here—they're not retelling just the movie—is is what really is drawing me to Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens and how I can learn yeah. a little bit more and see what we can do in that those games without really using yeah. the Force. Yeah, I just I just like that they're 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 holding true to canon. They're just yeah. not making shit up, as some people would say. Yeah, they're like we're we're gonna hold true. We're gonna do something uh, that's that's real and grounded in the universe. So uh, they don't have to do anything too fantastical to make a Lego game awesome. That's right. Um, so yeah, Lego Star Wars Force Awakens. Watch the trailer in our show notes and then tell us what you think. Next up, Han Solo's solo film. That's right, uh-huh. Han Solo solo movie. Um, the reports are, and I'm going to take this as a rumor, but these reports usually turn out to be true, that Eldon Ehrenreich, Ehrenreich uh, has reportedly been cast as young Han Solo. Yeah, well, I mean, it, at least looking at his IMDb page right now, he is listed as the actor for the untitled Han Solo Star Wars anthology film. So I don't know if that could possibly end up changing. I would say this is a very, very strong rumor. But usually when this stuff gets announced, there's usually a bit of fanfare behind it, at least from the official source. So all, all we can say right now is um, we'll, we'll probably get in a, some sort of official announcement soon. Yes. Probably once a contract is signed. So uh, the, the only movie I've ever seen Elden in is the uh, Hail Caesar film, the Coen Brothers movie that recently came out. Mm-hmm. That movie blew, to be honest. And in my opinion, I hated that movie. Like, I didn't hate it, but like that was the most unimpressive film I've seen in a very long time. And mm-hmm. um, But Eldon was one of the standout roles in that movie. He he Every time he was on screen, he was worth watching it. Um, so I'm really, really, really excited to see him like be this role, be, uh, I guess, young slash Harrison Ford or Han Solo, whichever way he wants to take it. And mm-hmm. I want to see what they do with this movie. I'm, I'm excited. That we, there's a lot of unknowns. But um, I trust this actor. So I give him yeah. my endorsement. Yeah, but I mean, looking at the guy, I wouldn't necessarily say he's like this spitting image of him. But I could kind of I could kind of see myself not being too worried about the looks. I mean, he, he he's close enough. It's not like he's like a blonde-haired surfer or anything like that. It's not like anything egregious. Um but I, I think this is this is close enough for me to not have to worry about like I can't imagine this guy being Han Solo. So um, obviously the big trial will be once they put him in some sort of costume and take some official uh, photography to let it out. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see what that's going to look like. Yeah, or they can. I mean, I guess uh, whenever people say oh, he doesn't look like it, well, I think of the movie Looper, um, where they mm-hmm. made um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt look like you know. Um, his future self i can't even think of the actor's name i feel bad he's in red <laughs> bruce willis, bruce willis, there bruce we go. willis. <laughs> uh it looked like bruce willis like with just a little bit of prosthetics not a whole lot but like yeah i think it was just a little bit of chin right i uh, think that's what they did yeah and like maybe in the eyebrows a little bit or the nose mm-hmm. either way they can make him look closer if they need to but I, I i don't i don't think it'll be it won't take me out of the movie so so good good job elvin we'll see you in your han solo solo movie and whatever it's going to be called so, uh, <laughs> so that brings us out of out of Star Wars and into the X Men news. And this is a little bit of, of stuff you guys may want to be looking up here as we kind of go through this because there's a lot going on here. So they have a new mutants movie coming up. We talked about this before. Uh-huh. Josh Boone turned in the second draft of the script recently, but then he took to Instagram to reveal, I guess, the lineup of the characters in his movie by tweeting oh, wow. images of each one of these characters and then using the hashtag New Mutants under all of them. Wow. Um, that's that's that that's surprising. He's just like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and get this out there right now. Yeah, these are so we had some new mutants um, artwork, I believe a, f- a few. Uh, it might have been X Force, 
a few months ago, and uh, some of those characters kind of bled into here. So first off, we got Wolfsbane, uh, and we reported that maybe she'll be played by Maisie Williams of Game of Thrones fame. Um, she mm-hmm. is like a werewolf kind of mutant. Uh, she can turn into a werewolf and sometime. So her name's Wolfsbane. That makes sense. Uh, we have Magic uh, with a K, believe it or not. She is the little sister of uh, Colossus, and she can oh. like open portals like another dimension of kind of like like a hell dimension. Uh-huh. And she can move around. It's very, very, um, I guess, sorcery-powered, mystical. I don't know how they're, they're going to play that off, but she is related to Colossus. Uh, third, we have Mirage. Mirage is uh, a Native American mutant who has the ability to kind of like manifest people's dreams to life. Um, I believe in in the Days of Future Past, there was the, um, I think her brother was in the first one. Uh I can't think of his name. He was he was the stronger guy um, with the longer hair in Daisy Future Past. And I feel bad. I, I'm, I'm horrible with names, mostly because I'm so excited from Civil the, War still. It, well, I mean, it, it's all right. I mean, in the mutant universe, there is basically a limitless amount of them. So no one's going to blame you if you yeah. can't keep track of uh, the, the one bizarre mutant that has that one power that you saw that one time in that one issue. It, yeah. So I mean, he was in the movie. So, I mean, she's got a little bit of, of you know... Um, relation to it but like so her abilities um she can like manifest uh things things like uh, dreams to life or thoughts to life so that's cool next up we got cannonball cannonball has the ability to like fly like shoot off like a rocket and like fly uh-huh. around he um it's big in the i know him from my my comics in the new avengers recently i like him and he kind of goes along with sunspot Sunspot was also in Days of Future Past. He was the the flame body guy in the future who would shoot flames at the the Sentinels. So uh-huh. they've already used Sunspot, but that doesn't mean they can't use him again. And, uh-huh. and lastly, Warlock. Warlock is a very interesting looking mutant uh, in that he is part of a species called the Phalanx, and uh-huh. um, but he's got like these weird, goofy kind of like uh, eyes, kind of like the paperclip um, person on Microsoft Word. <laughs> um, his, his eyes look just like that and, and he's very techno based he's a extraterrestrial mutant more so than a, a, a earth based one so yeah I, I think mo- I think most people if they were to see him they would kind of be reminded of like oh this kind of resembles a Groot-esque stature of a, of a, of a character yeah almost very Groot but like if Groot was instead made of like microchips and like wires and <laughs> instead of like mm-hmm. a tree so um, <laughs> Warlock is definitely probably the most surprising of, of the arrivals too simply because he is from space but you know whatever they want to do with them that's fine i don't care but these are possibly our six new mutants which puts me in a x-men first class kind of mindset it's that yeah i mean this is pretty bold uh usually you would think if they're going to come out with a a new mutants movie they would get a familiar mutant in there somewhere to kind of uh, familiarize the audience with what's going on but they're just like no man this is called new mutants we're giving you new mutants we don't care if you're comfortable or not yeah and uh, one of the new mutants that we have seen so far i guess is um negasonic teenage warhead from deadpool so um, mm-hmm. this might be an older class maybe a newer class i don't we don't know where it's set but that's really cool that they're gonna have all these people with different powers and different abilities and probably a lot of like teenage drama if i'm if i'm a bet man on one of this movie fits <laughs> um kind of come together and do an x-men movie so kudos fox for being bold and brave and you know going out on a limb there uh-huh. uh i'm gonna just jump in we got some batman news with the killing joke are you familiar uh-huh. Have you read it? I am very, very familiar. I have read it, and I own it. Okay, great. Well, whoa, whoa. That's that's one of those <laughs> yeah, times yeah. Mike pulled out his wallet at a comic book store and isn't afraid to admit it. <laughs> Actually, I got it I got it as a gift uh, from my brother for Christmas. Well. <laughs> so I didn't pull out any wallets, but way to ruin I that read it, for me. and it was good. <laughs> so the Killing Chuck is being turned into an animated film, and it's R-rated, okay? An mm-hmm. R-rated animated film. Can you imagine that to begin with? Like, that's – I can't believe I'm saying that in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's releasing August second on on film. So yeah, there there is a, a trailer out there already for it. Have you seen it yet? I, I have a, a little bit of it. Um, I've kind of avoided it a little bit. Um, I like DC animated stuff. Uh, some of my favorite uh, animated stuff are DC ones. Um, actually, the Green Lantern First Flight is one of my favorite DC animated films. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see what they do with it. But I want to wait a little bit and watch the full thing without getting too much into it because I know the book. And I know where it says, but we also have Mark Hamill returning as the Joker, and mm-hmm. um, I can't think of his name, but it's the Batman from the animated series doing Batman's mm-hmm. voice. 
man, you must be caught up in a, in a fury of Civil War and comic books because you're like, I can't remember that guy's yeah. name, but yeah, he was in the thing. But if you get a chance to uh, see the trailer, I, I don't. It makes me a little worried. Uh, not because I don't think that they're gonna adapt the book well. From the trailer, it almost looks like they're gonna adapt it like page by page. So that makes me excited. But the anim the the quality of the animation uh, is leaving some people a little uh, um, uh, confounded. Uh, it looks like they almost went a little on the cheap side making this movie. Whereas I've seen, like you've said, other DC animated movies that look really really beautiful. So I don't know if they just happen to pick some bizarre scenes to focus in the in the trailer, but. I guess we'll just have to wait till the whole thing's out. That, but, that, you know, usually you just usually you think animation's kind of all on the same level, and it doesn't look like doesn't look like it necessarily with this trailer, which is unfortunate. My my only thing that would be since it's an R-rated animated film, maybe they had to cut the budget back a little bit because they're not going to sell to a wider audience. Yeah, possibly be, that that could be it. Because a lot of those DC animated films, I see kids buying and watching. So uh, you got to be over eighteen to buy this one, right? So. Yeah, I, I guess they might be a little worried there. I mean, it, it might be, in order to get this R-rated, it might just have to be a little cheaper on the animated side. But um, uh, like you said, we're getting Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy, oh, there it is. the voice of Batman. So oh. um, either way, it's it's a cool it's a cool project. I will say that it's a cool project and <laughs> kudos. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great. It's a great. It's a great. It's a bold step for an R-rated animated film. So I'm glad DC is not shying away from it. Which brings mm-hmm. us to our next movie, which has an R-rated version coming out pretty soon, with Batman mm-hmm. v or I guess Batman v Superman slash Justice League. Justice League has added Ben Affleck as an executive producer to the movie. Yeah, and I I think that's that's kind of one of those just uh, Hollywood moves, where it's just like, hey Ben Affleck, we appreciate the work that you're doing. We're just going to give you some credit on this movie, so, even though <laughs> I kind of want to shoot that down a little bit and tell you what what the real report is on why this happened. Uh, all right, what's the real report? Because when I saw that he was uh, going to be an an EP on the movie, I was just like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I didn't either. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like that's not a surprise, right? They like Ben Affleck, but he, apparently uh-huh. him and his agent are both pissed at how Batman v Superman was received critically. Uh, okay. Okay, and I mean, they're I, giving him, Ben Affleck, more power over this movie in the um, the post-production and the pre-production roles. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, Ben Affleck has ground to stand on. He has directed phenomenal movies in the past. He was basically the only likable part in Batman vs. Superman, so I'm pretty sure he can be like, hey, everybody, shut the fuck up. I know what I'm doing around here. You do not know what you're doing. Uh, so, so give me that EP credit and shut the fuck up. So, so uh, I mean, executive producers normally do nothing. Stan Lee's an executive producer, right? And he usually just shows up mm-hmm. for a few seconds and says a line or two in a movie. Um, but this one, he is working with his uh, writer, Chris Terrio, to make the, the script better at the beginning right now, like smooth it out, make it a little more streamlined, and he's going to have a bigger hand in the editing role to on how the film's edited since again my complaint on Batman v Superman is the editing was just poor from a filmmaker's point of view mm-hmm. it was horrible so they're giving them this EP credit probably as a like a goodwill thing like hey don't hate us we're sorry yeah here's here's some here's some of our you know offerings to to appease you for this next film so you you don't run away before we do your movie which is also another report he was mad that his solo movie was reported on before all the negotiations were done in place. Yeah, I mean, I totally get where he's coming from because I'm sure I'm sure he signed a really big, nice, juicy contract, and now he's basically stuck at Warner Brothers. So he's like, if I'm going to be stuck here, we're going to do things my way because you guys are not putting out good product. And he's basically going to be our only hope for Justice League because it's just Zack Snyder all over again, basically same cast. You know, uh, I don't I don't remember the writer off the top of my head, but I would assume if it's Zack Snyder again, it's probably going to be similar writing team. So Ben Affleck, you you got to save us, man! Give us a good Justice League movie, right? And 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 um, you know, kind of maybe he could be our uh, quote unquote Joss Whedon for the DC Cinematic Universe in his early phases, where Joss kind of helped guide along with it. Um, the uh, I believe Justice League was also pinned by Chris Terrio, who came in after David Goyer wrote Batman v Superman. So mm-hmm. I think I think we're okay. I think we're going to be okay. I think Ben Affleck could write the <laughs> ship a little bit more than we we I, initially thought would happen. So I hope so, man. Knock, I hope so. Knock on wood. All right, <laughs> let's do this. Okay, and we're gonna get to the last bit of news here. We got a few minutes left. Let's let's talk about this. 
Irredeemable is a comic book series written by uh, Mark Wade, who um, writes the Avengers, very well outspoken, very well known writer. Um, he wrote this series and is now being optioned for a film, and it will be directed by Adam McKay of you know like yeah. Anchorman fame. He worked on Ant Man a little bit. Um, yeah, he he actually he and he elevated himself, I guess, a little bit more with the Big Short. You know, that was nominated yeah. for an Oscar. I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but he seems to have uh, he seems to have uh, the the stretch. The stretchy arms that could uh, reach into different uh, different genres of movie. Yes, so a little bit about Irredeemable real quick. Is Irredeemable is a story of a Superman-like character called the Plutonian who one day just snaps and becomes the world's greatest supervillain. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and he floods continents, kills people, and then his former allies called the Paradigm are the only ones who can try to stop him while also mm-hmm. running from his godlike rage. <laughs> And as they kind of uncover the secrets and find a way to stop them, they got to figure out what made him snap and, like, mm-hmm. what happens to the world when it's one and only savior kind of betrays it. So, oh, I see. Um, I, Irredeemable, I like Mark Wade. Irredeemable also had a, a companion series um, that ran alongside it, which I, I'm not going to recommend. But um, Irredeemable, Mark Wade did a great job with Irredeemable. Uh, so if you guys are interested in you know, reading a comic book like that, feel free to do it. It's, it's a little more uh, evil Superman. I guess is how yeah. you look, look at it. So yeah, when you were describing it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of a uh, Hancock in the way of basically a superhero kind of going outside of uh, his um, his a uh, social <laughs> his social responsibility, uh, basically to a much more of extreme and irredeemable. But it sounds cool. I think going forward, studios want to keep making superhero movies because they make tons of money. But obviously, the big guys are already taken up. So hey, let's head on over, over to Boom Studios and you know see what they got going on. Yeah, Adam McKay. I mean, again, I, I thought he'd play he'd want to play a bigger part in Marvel since I mean he he's worked with them for a while and Ant Man. He did a great job with Ant Man, kind of pulling that out of a. The, the shit storm we heard it was. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sad to see someone else got him, but that's good that he's in charge of a, a movie on his own. So good job, Adam McKay. We know you're listening. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, he makes good movies. <laughs> he does. He does. Uh, speaking of people who sometimes make good movies, Russell Crowe in the mummy, he's been cast in the new mummy reboot as right. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh that's something. <laughs> so this um the only thing I can think of when I think Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie, which was very mm-hmm. very poorly received. But this kind of lends credence to Universal making a huge, huge connected you know monster universe, and yeah, we've got the I've, Mummy, I, the Invisible Man, and now Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yeah, I've never been so interested in a movie. Like, I would not say I'm excited for this, but I'm just so interested in it because it's such a weird kind of thing to do. It's just like uh, they're taking these basically uh, monsters that I feel like that have been in pop culture since the beginning of time, and they're like, let's just throw them all together. Let's just make this crazy soup and see how it turns out. Um, And I really like the idea of Tom Cruise being in it too because that just even puts more credence and – uh, to the movie, so I think this is just going to be a fun time. I'm hoping because um, I like the I like the feeling that I used to get when I would go see like the the Mummy movie. Um, you know, obviously uh, Brendan Fraser's not involved, and it's a whole different type of thing. But you know, I kind of like that um, older. What is that like 1920s type of feeling? Yeah, like the, like the old like creature from the Blue Lagoon or whatever. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. And I kind of like that vibe, so I'm really interested in how this franchise is going to turn out. So we're gonna we're gonna keep talking about it in the future. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I think it's yeah. interesting. Well, I think this is I think this is kind of like one of those like universal like we got nothing to lose. Like we either yeah. we, we're just gonna do what we want, and those are the movies that usually come out and surprise you because they're mm-hmm. like we're just making what we want to make. We're not making you know anything to to break records here. So. Mm-hmm. That's cool, and that brings us to our next point. Another Universal monster film has received a release date in 2019, which I'm guesstimating mm-hmm. is Johnny Depp's Invisible Man. Maybe I'm kind of curious how you make a um, a modern day Invisible Man movie. I would think that maybe you would incorporate it on around some sort of heist or something like that, you know, to put the powers to good use. Because the last time I saw a movie focusing around an Invisible Man was Hollow Man. Uh, wasn't that Kevin Bacon? Oh, it was I Kevin think, Bacon. Or, and I don't remember much from that movie, but I remember he was like sneaking in the bedrooms with women, like changing. And I was like, okay, well, I don't think we're gonna see Johnny Depp doing that. That's a little creepy. So, um, 
Uh, I don't know. An Invisible Man movie? Sure. Whatever. <laughs> a fun fact. In the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comic book series, Mr. Hyde killed the Invisible Man. So, oh, oh, okay. that's how all this news comes back together right here. It's all related right there. <laughs> oh, well. All cyclical. So, let's talk a little bit about something we mentioned at the early in the show. We don't have to talk a lot because, again, we, we mentioned this, but the first look at the new Power Rangers. <laughs> yes. So this is this is this is crazy. So two things come to mind for me. Number one is mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the GI Joe reboot, um, the Rise of Cobra, the first one. But at the end of that, they get uh-huh. these super suits that let them run really fast. And uh-huh. this looks like those suits. A, okay. A lot of other people have been saying they're very Iron Man inspired. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's kind of weird. So. I would say the most iconic part of the Power Rangers costume is kind of that weird face. The helmet. The weird, the, the weird mouth part. So it's kind of a weird thing to see these high-tech suits and then these like weird molded mouths because uh-huh. it looks like they're kind of serial killers because that's the kind of weird plastic mask someone puts on before they cut off your eyeballs or something <laughs> like that. So it's just kind of weird looking at it. But um, – at first, I I was repulsed by these. Uh, I've been I feel like I've been warming up to them the more and more I open up the image and I look at it over the last couple days. Uh, the paint job is really bizarre. Like I think I it would have been better to do more of a flat paint job, but there's some sort of weird like texture in it, almost like um, they they had a bunch of paint left over after painting some hot rods and they decided to throw it on these guys. It looks kind of weird, but. One thing that I totally missed when I looked at this, like you look inside of their little glowing chest pieces, and it looks like there's like a freaking galaxy, it's so, like emit, yeah. So it's like emanating. It's like there's like some sort of depth to that, and like yeah, in, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, so that I do. I keep looking at that, and I'm like, what, like, what is this powering them, and like how different that is from just the plain white triangles. Um, yeah, and just how different it is from the show, because obviously the show is made for kids. It's the same up ep- they. They wash, rinse, and repeat to make the same episode over and over again. So I'm not looking for them to stay close to canon when it comes to a Power Rangers reboot. But yeah, I like that weird thing glowing on them. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sad that their belt buckles, where they always say, you know, you know, transform and they hold it up, like blends mm-hmm. in with their suits a little more now than it used to. Because yeah, it's like belly button the, height now. The morpher was very like iconic to me growing up, mm-hmm. and their coins. But I, I don't. I don't hate this, but I'm not a Power Rangers diehard. I, yeah, I so just, we weren't going to be worried either way. <laughs> I, I, it's better than I thought it could have been. Um, but I yeah. think the women with their like, how their boobs stick out is a little weird to me. Like, it, it, yeah, that that was definitely controversy when this came out. Yeah, they got the boob plates, and they also have wedges. They have high heeled wedges to them. So I mean, I, I didn't even I notice that. I, oh my god, they do. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to say that you can't give a female heroine um, boob plates, but I think this is a little excessive. Like, I feel like the boob plates are even a little bit bigger on the Yellow Ranger, so they're so like, oh, well, the actress has bigger boobs. Got to make room for boob plates. Well, and I, don't, I, I don't know about that. What I am impressed <laughs> with, though, is that the Yellow Ranger is no longer the Asian stereotype, and the Black Ranger is yeah. no longer the African-American stereotype. They mix it up so we don't know who's under here. Uh, that's, yeah, I guess that's true. But what I'm really waiting for, and that, that why I keep reporting this, is because I want to see the news the words i want to see their yeah. big monster robots that form together into one bigger monster robot because these are you know based on you know historic and prehistoric animals which were really mm-hmm. cool and i want to see what the zords can look like and i think that's going to be our next reveal is the zords so. yeah it, it's got to be so either way we weren't really invested in this property so uh I, I, I can't imagine people out there are really invested in Power Rangers unless they're little kids. And then the little kids don't give a shit if the girls have wedges and boob plates, you know. So yeah. we'll just we'll, – we'll have to see. This is definitely not a movie I'm seeing if, on opening weekend if unless you, the trailer just blows me away. <laughs> if you guys have any strong feelings on Power Rangers, let us know because I would like to hear what everybody else thinks. So mm-hmm. we can talk about that. Lastly, we got some Assassin's Creed now uh, images that that launched this weekend, and I want to share these uh-huh. because Mike and I we always talk about how comic book not comic book video game movies are destined to fail, uh, and uh-huh. we don't want them to fail. Warcraft actually had a trailer before Civil War that made me a little more interested in it than I ever thought I would wow. be. And I'm it, surprised. Yeah, and Assassin's Creed is this winter as well. I believe it's November range as well. Yeah, somewhere in there. So we have a look at. Uh, Michael Fassbender as Callum Lynch in what looks like to be present time. He's either about to go under the 
uh, a death penalty or some sort of experiment. Yeah, it looks like the date that he's going back to is above his head. So yeah, and that um, and that brings us to the next image, which shows him in well, it appears to be 1759, fighting some people on a street with some spears and swords and maybe crusade. It looks like crusade era people. Yeah, um, fighting. yeah you can kind of see that crusade cross maybe on the shield. I mean, he looks badass. Michael Fassbender is uh is the man people i I love what he's been doing lately uh you know the (laughs) x-men so uh, i think assassin's creed has a way better chance than warcraft does but you know hey we got tomb raider coming out uh soon uh i've heard some rumors uh, from friend of the show quentin parker about a splinter cell movie i i haven't seen anything pop up yet on the news site so yeah they're, they're gonna go hardcore into these video games soon um and this is probably a good start. Assassin's Creed it has a cool concept. So if hey, we're getting official shots now from from um, the set, mm-hmm. a trailer soon, right? Well, I mean, it, 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 the movie's coming out this year. Six months. I, I expect a trailer, um, possibly tied with X Men, another Michael Fassbender property. Uh, yeah, so I think that would make sense. That, that would be the week I would put it at. And also, what I just want to add one more thing about Assassin's Creed is this movie is in the continuity of the video games. Um, mm-hmm. So he is one of the patients that they tested on sending back to the past before the main character in the video games. So he could either mm-hmm. be before or after. I don't know, but I think that's really cool that they're making this property like you know that continues on in their video games, but also you know exists in a movie version as well. I think this mm-hmm. is kind of what Microsoft maybe wanted to do with Halo years ago. And we'll never see a Halo movie as long as we live, Mike, to be honest. (laughs) I think Assassin's Creed is a good step in that direction. I I think I trust it more than uh, Warcraft does, even if Warcraft does have a lot of uh, people behind it. So that's my Assassin's Creed news for today. Yeah, well, what a week. We, we, we managed to always get, like, an, a decent hour of news every week. Whether Because, like, last week we had, like, three pages of notes, and we had to rattle through things pretty quickly. We had to move the train, train along. This this time around we had, we had a, a scaled-back version, but we were able to spend a little bit more time on each subject. So I hope, I hope people dug it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And don't forget, um, our Civil War spoiler cast is available uh, at the same time you listen to this. Uh, you can listen to it before. You can listen to it after. We don't care. Just listen to it if you've remix. seen the movie. Yeah, we're not doing a remix of it. So I don't care how many times you ask me to remix our podcast, Mike. We're not going to do it. So, oh, man. Um, let's, Come on. Yeah, okay, maybe. I'll think about it. Well, in the meantime, if they want to follow you, Mike, and all your artwork and funny comics and things that you share, because you do a lot of Star Wars comics, and I forgot that until Star Wars Day came about and they were shared. <laughs> Where can people find your artwork at and follow you? Ah, uh, yes, Star Wars Day, the the greatest day to repost Star Wars things you've done in the past. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics as always at pickledcomics.com. Chris, I was super excited that you actually did end up tweeting a picture of the of the shirt, I or I guess the wardrobe you wore yeah. to Civil War, like you promised everybody you would. So if people want to keep up with your life, where can they follow you? So you can follow me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Uh, I post stuff on there, like today, uh, where I realized I was drinking a uh, Seagram's Escape in the shower instead of a beer. So um, <laughs> go ahead and make fun of me for that. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, you drink the most unmanliest things, but I think it's totally fine. You're, you're just like, screw, screw, society's uh, skewed view on alcohol i'm drinking whatever that's right as long as it's delicious it felt like i was in like in on the bahamas in there like in the beach or something so uh you can follow me on on twitter like i said valdan uh, or comic ui uh, this current weekend uh, i will be going to motor city comic con in detroit uh representing yeah, both man. superhero slate and comic ui i have in front of me uh one two eight nine ten Marvel animated movies plus one live action movie that I will be giving away in person Ooh, at Motor City Comic Con. Nice. Um, awesome. That includes Planet Hulk, uh, Hulk versus the Thor Tales of Asgard, Black Widow versus Punisher, uh, The Invincible Iron Man, uh, Doctor Strange, the animated movie, which is one of my personal favorites. Oh yeah, you. That's a. That, I think that's required watching before that movie comes out this year. Yes, Ultimate Avengers one and two, and next Avengers Heroes of Tomorrow, and then Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance on DVD, which no one will probably <laughs> take off my hands. Uh, I upgraded all these Get- movies to Blu-ray recently, so I'm giving out my DVDs. Nice. You're so nice. You're so nice. I try. Well, you know how much shelf space you can save by switching to, to Blu-rays. <laughs> 
I feel like a Geico commercial when I say that, but I mean, I know uh, you can, you know, don't even tell me how much I can say by switching <laughs> digital. Okay. That's what I was just about to say. I know. I know you were, I could, I could hear, did you buy, did you buy Deadpool on digital yet? Yeah, I actually, I'm, I'm about to, cause I, I really, like, I really want to rewatch it and I'm not a big movie rewatcher, but man, I want to rewatch it. So yeah, I, uh, we didn't get a chance to uh, bring this up in the notes because I think this kind of fell in between the cracks of like, uh, this week's episode and last week's episode, but yeah, Deadpool is breaking records digitally. So you cannot stop the Deadpool train. Yes. So, uh, I'm going to have to jump on most, that train. <laughs> most of the digital, I think orders or pre-orders in a certain time frame I think it had, like blowing records out of the world. and also don't forget if you want to own it on blu-ray or dvd it is out may 10th this week so mm-hmm. there's our deadpool plug for the end of the show if you made yeah, it this well, far now you know and you, you have the secrets yeah yeah exactly and well guess what uh this show you don't have to spend anything on it is free and you can get it right into your ears by simply going to superheroslate.com that is the best place to find all the outlets that we put the show. We're on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. Subscribe and get us right to your email inbox. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, head on, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It's super helpful. Helps us uh, rise in the ranks of the Superhero Echelon podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you're a super fan of the show, and we got some super fans out there, and I love you. I love each and every one of you. Uh, yeah, if you're a super fan, uh, share the show with a buddy. And we'll keep on growing this thing, and and, and we'll be here every single week. Yes. We, we only take a week off if it's like a major, like a major holiday, and like one of us has to fly across the country. But there, we guarantee fifty weeks a year. And, and sometimes, again, uh, like like uh, our, my I knew I found our listener Jason knows we do more than one a week. Like we did three a week for uh, Batman, Daredevil, <laughs> and a regular show. So you get That's two true. this week. So hope you guys enjoy, and uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Uh, junk it. Junk it real good. Do, 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 do,